finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. You know, the people who uh, uh, blindly support Donald Trump, I don't include me in that. I supported him, obviously. Obviously, he was a better choice than the alternative. I think we've learned that uh, unequivocally over the last eight months. But uh, the people who blindly support him uh, have to admit that he had one great flaw. I mean, he had more than one great flaw. He, he wasn't a good tweeter. He liked to brag and boast, and, uh, and he was a little a little arrogant. But again, he I, I liked his uh, things he did, not always what he said or tweeted. I liked uh, a, a lot of things he did over the four years, and I wish he had four more years. Obviously, most people think that now after you see the disaster that Biden has been. But I don't care how much you love him and support him. You, you can't. You, you can't look at him and say he did a good job hiring and, and, he did not. and promoting and surrounding himself with the right people. That was the great flaw. This is a guy who's been in business for 50 years, hiring and firing people, and he had no sense for talent or for loyalty from the people around him. He promoted Mark Milley. He kept him on board. He confided in him. He should have known all along. I mean, I'm... I, I, I don't think we should be surprised when you look at what kind of person Mark Milley is. He's from Winchester, and I'm telling you, there's some real, real bad people come out of Winchester. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's well, <laughs> okay. Tom Shattuck. Yep. Tom oh, Shattuck. yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we went to Belmont Hill uh, with uh, Rachel Levine, so two of, the, two of the worst people in the Biden administration, went to Belmont Hill at the same time. And then he went to, I believe, Harvard and Columbia uh, Princeton and Columbia, I, I'm sorry, yeah, Princeton. Princeton and Columbia did not go to a military academy. Uh, obviously a political guy to, to the core and uh, weaseled his way up the chain, up the ladder, became a general, got a million ribbons and, and, and medals and stripes and bars and stars um, because he uh, knew how to play the game. But I'm sorry, Donald Trump should have known what kind of snake Mark Milley is. And right now, if you haven't been uh, keeping up with the news, there's a book coming out by Bob Woodward, and it's going to just blow the lid off the uh, the relationship or the, or the, the actions of, of Mark Milley. And it's going to be interesting because I, I saw this morning, I know you did too, some of the people on NBC, some of the usual suspects uh, are doing whatever they can to, to, uh, uh, to criticize Trump and defend Milley. Well, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to assume what is in the book is true. Sure. And if what is in the book is true, Mark Milley should not be fired. Mark Milley should be arrested, court-martialed, tried, convicted, and executed. And I'm not kidding. That's what the law, I mean, that's treason. That's, that, I'm sorry, that is treason if what is in the book is true. And I, I assume Milley has no choice but deny, to deny it. But you know what? When you have a conversation... And the, the big allegation, there's a couple of big allegations, but he was absolutely um, um, subverting the, the, the power of the president, going behind his back and, and, and doing things that, were, that are blatantly illegal, unethical, immoral. If what is in the book is true, and, and the big allegation is that he called his counterpart in China and said, if we ever attack, you know, because Trump, he's unhinged. Trump is unhinged. Trump spent his... His four years, like, trying to get out of conflicts. He didn't start any wars. I mean, he, he's not the one that, uh, you know, got 13 uh, service people killed uh, with with the ill-advised plan to withdraw from uh, uh, from uh, Afghanistan. He wanted to withdraw. Uh, he might have if they didn't float the lie about the Russian bounties, which fueled the, the, the Liz Cheney's of the world and said, we can't pull out now, and it made it more difficult. He still should have uh, made a better effort, but... And it, it, it didn't happen under him. It happened under Biden. Biden did everything wrong, got people killed. Uh, just a debacle. As people have said, it'll be studied for 
for 100 years on how not to withdraw from a, from a conflict. Biden did everything wrong, and he continues to do everything wrong, including send that fool Tony Blinken to testify before Congress and before the Senate. He's, he's, he's a disaster. I mean, why he's not fired already is bizarre. Milley will be fired. He has to be fired, even though he's a, 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 a Biden supporter, probably a Biden friend, a good political hack, a, a deep state swamp creature, if ever there were one. But if, they, if they're going to defend him for the accusation, they have to assume what, he's, what, he, what he did was true. Yes. So Milley can't uh, do that. If Milley comes out and says, yeah, it's true, I, I, I was afraid but, you know, Trump was going to you know, bomb China, so I called my counterpart and, and, and tipped him off, said I would tip him off. I would warn him if there were a... That is so incredible that I was surprised. I was surprised that people on NBC, uh, MSNBC and others, CNN, defended it again. They could. Uh, they will defend whoever hates Trump, whoever supports Biden. It doesn't matter how criminal, how unethical they are. They will find a way to defend him. But what happens today if Milley comes out and says that's all lies? I didn't do any of those things. I, it's a lie. He has. Doesn't he have to do that? I don't think he's going to do that. No, I think he's going to rely on the mainstream media and his friends in Congress and other political friends to back him and say, yeah, Trump is such a, a loose cannon that he had to do it. He had no choice. Okay. I mean, that's what's happening. Well, true, but consider what they're doing. Then consider what they're doing. If they're saying the duly elected president, I don't, I didn't like him. You know, he was a little uh, uh, temperamental or whatever. You know, he, he, he blustery. We didn't trust him because he was irrational. Well, that's not your call to make. First of all, secondly, um, he was <laughs> as as when we'll play some some Trump. Yeah, sure. He was uh, talking about it with John Spicer. There's no evidence that Trump was going to you know, nuke someone. There was no, no I mean, just the opposite. Uh, you're much more likely to get nuclear war with a 78 year old, uh, senile swamp creature like Joe Biden. Uh, um, I mean, the idea that Trump was on the brink of, you know, nuking China is absurd. That's only one of the allegations. The other one is that he colluded with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and his, his officers and told them, you know, you answer to me, you don't answer to the president. I mean, he did quite, uh, uh, and I've just read, you know, summaries, excerpts from the book. There's four or five things that are absolutely criminal. And he, and he should be, if, if, if one of them is true, or if he were uh, doing this in support of a Republican, he would be gone today. He would be fired today. The only reason he's not fired already, the only reason there's not unanimity in the media is because as usual, Trump derangement syndrome, Trump hatred. But you read this and you say, I knew the guy was arrogant. I knew he was an a-hole. I mean, I've seen enough, I've seen enough press conferences, especially during the withdrawal or, you know, the testimony about white rage that he's so concerned and he's busy, you know, reading Robin D'Angelo and Ibrahim Kendi. He's just so woke. You knew he was an a-hole. You just knew it. You didn't realize he was a criminal. You didn't realize he was a traitor. I mean, this, by any definition, and you, if you read, you know, any sober analysis of this, it is certainly uh, worthy of a court-martial. Going behind the back of a president saying, don't listen to him, listen to me? That's something out of a, you know, a, a movie. I mean, that's, that's, that's some, some, something, you know, Tom Clancy would write. Uh, if he were still alive. I mean, it's bizarre. And the I, I was wondering this when I first heard it. I said, how are they going to spin it? How are they going to present it? How are they going to defend him? And they've found a way. As you said, oh, Trump was unhinged. He had to do it. Well, first of all, that's not his call to make. Second of all, prove it. Prove it. Unhinged? What did he do other than, you know, stupid tweeting and and then saying some dumb stuff. What did he do? Well, and that's Not how, what did he say? And that's how Trump, what did he do? That's how Trump didn't do himself any favors. I mean, no. I, as much as his, the way his tweeting style and, and his aggressiveness when he was with the media helped him get elected, that's also sort of proof um, at least to you know to some ears and to some eyes that that he was unhinged. So I don't. I think it's going to be a. It'll be in the you know the the court of public opinion is where this is going to be tried. And most people will agree. Most people will think he was unhinged. So oh, this seemed like a reasonable action by me. It's, it's it's going to be tough because Bob Woodward you know wrote a book. Uh, he's written many many books, and for some reason people talk to him. Yeah. I, I he wrote a book critical of Trump, 
And I blame Trump 100% for that. Trump sat down, I believe it was, uh, I forget the number, 14 times or 14 hours with Bob Woodward. Bob Woodward, who clearly hated Trump and didn't want to do him any favors, and Trump's ego got the best of him. He said, I can convince him. You know, I can, I, you know, I'll change his mind, which was never going to happen. Uh, you, you can Google it. He t- Trump said some dumb stuff to Woodward and gave him, you know, those pullout quotes to promote the book. And I'm sure the book sold well. And I'm sure everybody who is now uh, going to question the, you know, the veracity of, of, of what's in the new book is going to say, it, it, you know, previously said they believe what Woodward wrote. They believe the things Woodward wrote about, uh, I don't know, Bush or, uh, or, uh, or, or Trump or their political enemies. Well, what are they going to do now? If they believe it, even if you spin it and say, you know, Trump was irrational, it is by definition you know, treasonous what he did. So this puts Bob Woodward has put his friends in, you know, the Biden regime, put his friends in the mainstream media in a tough spot. Because this makes, uh, the, the, the accusations against Milley are as bad as it gets. I mean, it, they are literally um, punishable <laughs> by the, the death penalty. If, if you prove treason, um, there's the idea that he, he would survive this, the idea that he'd remain as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, remain a general, the highest ranking uh, person in the U.S. military, I mean, that, that can't happen. I mean, that cannot happen. He has to be done. And again, if he were doing this in support of Trump and against Biden, he'd be gone today. He'd be gone by now, by, by, by today, by, what is this, Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Yeah, he'd be gone by lunchtime. He'd be gone. By, by dinner time. there'd be a, a warrant for his arrest. You know, he'd be, he, this, he would be disgraced in every possible way, in the court of public opinion, in criminal court, military court, there would be no end to it. But here is why our system is so screwed up right now. There are still people in jail in D.C., you know, probably right down the street from where uh, Millie is right now. Millie's probably having breakfast at the Four Seasons, uh, you know, sitting there, you know, with a stack of pancakes and you know, the big, big uh, eggs Benedict and dripping it all over himself, this slob. Right down the street from where Millie is, there are people in jail, in solitary confinement, for trespassing on January 6th. If you don't follow, again, Julie Kelly on Twitter, you, you should, because she chronicles it every day, and it's amazing. There's a, yesterday she had a, a letter from a veteran, a, a combat veteran from Iraq, who trespassed that day and is still in solitary, and the reason given by the judge is that he was a veteran, and that means he's dangerous because he was in the military. So they're using the guy's service against him, keeping him in jail. As we know, the, the Viking man, he's still in jail. He, he assaulted nobody. He, did, he broke nothing. He just trespassed and, and made, you know, howled like a wolf uh, in, the, in the Senate chambers. That's it. He's been in solitary for eight months. All those people, you know, grandmothers, veterans, people with red hats who took selfies in the Capitol will do more time than General Milley, who committed treason. It's so bizarre to me that there's no, we can't even agree that what he did, what Milley did, is wrong. It's criminal. It's unethical. I mean, it, Biden, if he, were, if he wanted to show that he's not a complete partisan hack, which, or the people around him wanted to show that the, they're not complete partisan hacks, they would step up and say, we can't, uh, allow this, even for a guy that, you know, we like and generally we agree with about, you know, white rage and, and, and everything else, critical race theory and all the other stuff that Millie has, has swallowed. Um, we agree with him. We like him, but we can't have this. We, we can't have this guy subverting civilian control of the military, which is our system. He doesn't like it, particularly, you know, that, that crazy Trump guy, he doesn't like it. I mean, he literally went to behind, according to Woodward, behind Trump's back and, and, and coordinated with Nancy Pelosi. How much more proof do we need of a deep state either? <laughs> this is the deepest deep state, like, the swampiest swamp thing I've ever seen. And uh, if Biden, wouldn't it go a long way if Biden, you know, Biden, of course, claimed to be bipartisan. He never was. He never will be. No. But if he fired him today and said, you know, personally, I like him and all that, but we can't have this. It's just, this is unacceptable. 
I don't know what, I mean, Biden probably will never talk about this unless, you know, Peter Ducey gets a shot to ask him. Sure. Nobody will ask him. Nobody will care. It will be, they'll hope it just goes away the way all the scandals do when they involve, the, you know, one of the guys that the mainstream media loves or supports. But wouldn't it be wild if it just goes away and we see, you know, Mark Milley up there again and doing a press conference? He's got to go before the Senate. He's got to go testify at some point about the uh, uh, Afghanistan withdrawal. And I'm going to guess, at least, you know, from Rand Paul, yeah, Ted Cruz, ask, yeah. they'll get some questions about this. And he's going to, one of two things, either he admits he did it and tries to rationalize it, which is criminal, or he lies and says he didn't do it. And then we wonder, does Woodward have a transcript? As I heard Tom Cotton say this, he's not sure whether we have a transcript script because generally... These calls are monitored, but if it's not, for some reason, if somehow Millie managed to uh, avoid the, uh, the surveillance, he says, I'm sure China does. China has it. China has a recording. China has a transcript of him calling his counterpart, the head of the military of the Chinese Communist Party, and saying, don't worry about it, bub. We're friends. We've been friends for five years. I'll let you know if there's an attack. What? <laughs> How does that even work? The, the Chinese guy must be like, oh, are, 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 you, are you putting me on? <laughs> are you setting me up? An attack? First of all, whoever thought there was going to be an attack on China? No reasonable person. Secondly, if there were an attack on China, that's a world war. That's a nuclear war. Yeah. And the head of our military is telling the head of their military, I'll let you know. If we, if we launch the missiles, you'll be the first to know. I mean, it's like, it's like someone, uh, you know, whatever general, uh, you know, the Patton telling, uh, you know, t t telling his counterpart with the Nazi Germany, uh, if we, you know, if we're going to roll the tanks in and, uh, and you know, oh, oh, no, if we're going to hit the beach at, uh, at Normandy, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I mean, honestly, you, you fools on NBC, MSNBC, Washington Post, are you seriously defend because you hate Trump that much? You're defending a general who said to a enemy, the enemy, I mean, that's, you know, by definition, he's talking about attacking them. So that would be our adversary. That would be our enemy in a war. Don't worry, bub. I'll, I'll call you. I'll let you know. I'll let you, you'll have time, you know, to get down in the bunker. You'll have time <laughs> to mobilize your forces because I'm going to call you when, when, when this crazy bastard over here decides to launch the, the code, the, the missiles. I'll give you a call. All right, great. Yeah. Hey, could you do the same for me? The Chinese. Yeah, just, just let us know. <laughs> Chinese would be laughing. Famous. He must have hung up and called G or whoever he answers to and said, Do you know what these crazy guys are doing? You're not going to believe. <laughs> you're not going to believe the call I just had. You're just not going to believe what? Yeah. This guy says he's going to tell me if they launch missiles. Huh? Huh? What? Oh. God, is this madness. And uh, again, this is compounded. First you hear the story, you go, this snake, this this no good piece of crap is literally going behind the president's back and colluding with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, um, that's, wait, wait, he called the Chinese also? He called his own guys, his own generals and colonels and majors and said, don't worry about a thing. You come to me. I'm the guy. I'm not, we're not, we're not dealing with that crazy <laughs> president. He just lost the election. We don't know what he's going to do. You answer to me. That's just so insane. We don't answer to generals. We answer to the elected, the people we elect in Congress, the people we elect uh, in the White House. You know, that, that, that's a, you know, a representative democracy. This isn't a military junta. I think it is. I think we got a hunt to go on. <laughs> we got a we got a coup. I mean, that's Marco Rubio said flat out. This is the definition of a military coup. And the insane thing is, liberals, media people are <laughs> all in. Yeah, it's a good military coup. It's not one of the bad ones. This is a good coup. This is a coup to overthrow Donald J. Trump. It's. Just, I mean, if this were anyone else, even you know, Bush, Reagan, I mean, they, they were all Nazis according to the media. But they would say this is a little too. This is a bridge too far. But it's Donald J. Trump who tweeted crazy things, who made fun of you know, you know, whatever people and called them fat and stuff. And 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 he was crude. You know, he's vulgar. So we and and he was an enemy of the deep state.
So we're cool with it. We're cool with an occasional uh, military coup because it's, you know, it's, it's our guy. He's our guy. He's right, our guy. on the right side. Yeah, yeah. He's, on, he's on the right side. Yeah. I'll be fascinated. It will be fascinating to see what happens today with uh, the pride of Belmont Hill because he has to do one of two things. Either admit it's true and defend it, which is criminal, or he has to say Woodward it lying. didn't happen. Woodward lied. Yeah. The other guy lied. I mean, they they have literally in the book, or I'm looking at the excerpts, obviously, is are quotes, you know, like uh, from the book, what it actually says. Um, and to me, this is going to be huge. I mean, it's going to. This is just the book is called Peril. Right. It's about the days, uh, the the you know, these like after the election, after uh, leading up to the uh, inauguration, January twentieth, and how Trump was acting. Um, Millie called the head of China's military, General Li Zhuzheng, and told them, quote, the American government is stable and we're not going to attack. Quote, if we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. We're not going to have a... <laughs> Li replied, okay. <laughs> okay. I will take your word for it. Well, I, so It's nuclear holocaust. What do you mean you'll take his word for it? Can you imagine? I can't imagine what the Chinese were thinking. Like, we know there'll be a, uh, uh, a transfer of power and it'll go okay. We aren't expecting an attack, of course. Like, I would, I would be just dumbstruck with that phone call. Who, 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 I mean, who would ever think idea. that? Obviously... People who said, you know, Trump's not going to leave the White House. We're going to have to send the military. We're, we're just making it up because they hated him. There was never a threat. I mean, he believes they cheated. You know, he has reason to believe it. He certainly believes big tech rigged it. We know that they uh, sat on the uh, the laptop story and, and other things. They banned people, Trump supporters from Twitter. They did their best to rig it. We know Zuckerberg gave millions of dollars, you know, to... to uh, uh, election of uh, whatever election integrity uh, organizations in Georgia did his best to to uh, win Georgia for Biden. We know all that. So Trump's mad. He's bitter. I understand. But there was never a threat that he was going to nuke some. He was going to attack China. That's so absurd. This guy is he, Millie is not only drunk with power and thoroughly corrupt. He's crazy. I mean, he's freaking crazy. Calling even if you thought. You know, I, 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 you know I, he might attack China, which is nuts. But then you actually take proactive steps and say, I'll warn you. Don't worry. I'll warn you. And it leads me to believe they have something, either a transcript, a tape, a recording, a eyewitness, because they're actually quoting Millie. Yeah. Quoting and quoting Lee. The Chinese counterpart. <laughs> There's another one, too, that I can't remember the exact quote, but Millie basically tells him, hey, listen, if you're ever on the phone with Trump, too, it's not a real, like, it's not a real phone call unless I'm there with, with him. So don't listen to anything that he says. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it, we'll, get to, we'll get to Trump's reaction because, I mean, he, he just must, he must blew his mind that he would, and, and again, his fault, he trusted the snake. Lots of people told him not to. He went ahead. He was enamored of these military guys. He was enamored of Mad Dog Mattis and John Kelly, all of them who were uh, not, to, you know, didn't return the, <laughs> the admiration sure. at all, did not like him. Um, and I'll get to the uh, conversation with Millie and Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> he's, he's colluding with crazy Nancy, this 80-year-old, you know, this fanatic, Trump-hating fanatic wanted to do anything and everything to undermine Trump and the general top military guy who Trump was allegedly trusting was colluding with Nancy Pelosi. It's just incredible. And I think, I think they got him. I really do. I think they got him. There's just too much here. There's literal quotes and, and witnesses. It's going to be hard for them to treat him like he's, you know, like he's, like he's Kevin Cullen, or, you know, making stuff up. Oh, no, that never happened. He just made it all up. He made it up. Uh, this guy Costa and, and Woodward, they made it up with great detail if they did make it up. Sure. And they made it up. Uh, and, and again, this is not their, they're, they're on his side. Woodward is clearly on his side. He's a good liberal, a good swamp creature. I mean, these are his friends. These are his people. 
But if the story was too good, I mean, what word were you? Right, a journalist. Yeah. The story's too good. He can't sit there and say, um, I got your back. You can't be like one of these, you know, New York Times guys and <laughs> and 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 sit on the story or one of these big tech, you know, titans, uh, tyrants, and, and sit on the story to help Biden or to help Millie. It's too good. This book's going to sell a million million copies. It's going to be fascinating. And I think we got a glimpse of how, you know, the deep state media types, how the NBCs and Washington Posts are going to handle it. They're going to say, well, it's good. It's good because Trump was crazy. I mean, <laughs> you go, Trump was crazy. What did he do? Tweeted? What did he, I mean, crazy? He threatened China? That's absurd. But uh, we'll get back to um, Millie again, the pride of Belmont Hill, the pride of... Uh, uh, Winchester, Mass, uh, we should have known, Princeton, Columbia. I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of signs there? Questions. There's a lot of signs, a lot of signals in the past that he might not be uh, on the up and up. We're going to get to Norm MacDonald, too, because Norm MacDonald, I spent, I went to the rabbit hole for like a couple of hours. I saw you tweeting. Watching, I mean, the, the videos, the performances on the SNL, and... We lost a, a, a legend. We lost a great, great comedian, a great, great character, and a guy with, I'll, I'll remember it most, a guy with big balls who reminds us, reminded us, at least while I was down in the rabbit hole watching these videos, that SNL used to be funny, that comedians used to be fearless. You know, those days are gone, and uh, it, feel, it felt like it was a, uh, a turning point when... when uh, when Norm Macdonald passed away yesterday at the age of 61. But uh, we will get to Norm Macdonald, and we'll get to Nicki Minaj, because I didn't know you were such a big fan. I didn't know that uh, she was your favorite rapper. Female rapper. Female rapper. Who's your favorite male rapper? Mm, depends. I don't know. I never heard of Depends. Was he named after the diaper? Yes, he was. Yeah. No, Jurassic no. 5 is uh, probably Jurassic my favorite. Jurassic 5. But Nicki, I'll, I'll tell I you. I do that, like Nicki. She's uh, quite I, I'm certainly on Nicki's side in her feud with Joy Reid. But I'll tell you why I didn't retweet Nikki. A lot of people did. She had a million retweets, and she had a lot of people supporting her. Tucker was all in last night on his show. But there's one flaw in Nikki's uh, argument, in Nikki's case against Joy Reid, that made me uh, a little reluctant to retweet her and go all in. But we'll get to that, and we'll get to Norm MacDonald and a few other things. Like, oh, the latest Biden lie. We got another just idiotic Biden lie, and which one of those lies where you go, why, why, why bother? I mean, no, why, what's the purpose? No what, what's the purpose? But but we'll get to that and, and a lot more today on the Callahan Show, which is brought to you as always by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? Simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Karan, before we get to Norm MacDonald and all those other things, back to, back to um, uh, Millie, this uh, traitorous, treasonous weasel. I got the part here from the the book is going to be released September 21st. It also recounts obviously the call to China is the worst. The call to China is traitorous. It's criminal. It's 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 insane. It's over the top. It's unethical. There's no arguing in favor of it. I don't care you know, who you are. You, you just can't defend it. You just got to throw up your arms and say he's a bad apple. Get rid of him. Promote someone else and, and be done with it. We'll see how that plays out. I'd, I'd love to see him testify like today. I don't know if they could do that, call him immediately to testify because he's so arrogant. And some of these uh, re uh, Republican senators are really good. Obviously, Rand Paul, uh, Ted Cruz, these guys are going to go right at him. It will be great theater. A lot of people will be watching. Yeah. In I don't know how he could defend himself, um, but we'll see. But here's part B, part B from the book. It says, also recounts a phone conversation Millie had with Nancy Pelosi after the January 6th violence at the Capitol, which Pelosi blamed on an unhinged Trump. Um, this is, uh, he says, I, this is, yeah, Millie to, to uh, Nancy Pelosi. How they have this stuff, like, quoted directly is beyond me, but 
again, maybe they got a transcript. Maybe there was a witness. Maybe they got a, a tape. If they have it on tape, Millie should just like resign right now and, and like, like move to China. Ask his buddy, the, the military guy, Jing Gung, to uh, take to, you know, to give take him, him in. Give him, give him uh, asylum. <laughs> asylum. He says, quote, I can guarantee you, and you can take it to the bank, that there'll be the nuclear triggers that, that there'll be, that the nuclear triggers are secure and we're not going to do, we're not going to allow anything crazy, illegal, immoral, unethical to happen. The president alone can order the use of nuclear weapons, but he doesn't make the decision alone. One person can order it. Several people have to launch it. So he's saying that he will not, um, uh, he, he will not listen to the president. He will not obey an order. Assuring Nancy Pelosi, don't worry, we got this. We're not going to let him do anything crazy. Um, that's all on tape. I mean, that's, that's criminal. That's fireable. That's a court-martial right there. If that's on tape, if that is a transcript, what are we waiting for? I mean, the guy has to be frog-marched out of the Pentagon today. There's no choice. There's no option. Do you know who lost? He lost, and this is telling, Vinman, Colonel Vinman, who's a deep state swamp creature himself, as we saw during the, the Ukraine, the, the phony Ukraine uh, um, impeachment. Vinman came out strongly and said, this is just wrong, and he has to go. So I think that might happen. I mean, I think the, the rats might jump off this sinking ship today in the coming days, and we might see see uh, Belmont Hill's own, uh, you know, stripped of all those, all those ribbons, all those medals and all those stars and stripes. I would like to see him completely, utterly humiliated. That's the only, only way justice will be served. If this arrogant SOB publicly gets stripped of everything, everything, including his pension and whatever other perks, I'm sure he has cars and housing allowances and jets use of jets, all that should be over today. There's just no way he can continue to serve as the highest-ranking member of our military. It's just madness, but all right, we will move on from... Uh, These people don't answer the law, though. They answer to public opinion. If they can sway with with the mainstream media, I don't I don't think he goes anywhere. I'd say, uh, I think he should, but I don't think he's going anywhere. Well, I guess the only hope will be that the Senate hearings. He can't uh, not... I, mean, I guess he could do what, that's, what Tony Blinken did stay in his office at the State Department a mile down the road and not show up on Capitol Hill. Just do it remotely. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they literally asked him, they said, are you in Washington? He said, yeah, and you can't come speak to us in person? Take an Uber. He is so bad in those hearings. And, and Millie, although Millie will be louder and more arrogant, and he'll puff out his chest the way he did when he said, I want to understand white rage. Well, they'll take a look in the mirror. There's white rage, you hypocrite. That will be great. Great theater. I hope it happens really well, soon. And, and Fauci's still around, though, to make my point. Like, I right. mean, Fauci's still around, and we so, know, we know he sent taxpayer money, funds to the Wuhan lab for the research that created the virus that killed 600,000 Americans. And he's still not around. He's still the highest paid bureaucrat. He still thinks he's president. Yeah. He's still talking about, you know, uh, mandating that you can't go on a plane or travel if you don't get a, an injection. I mean, the guy's more arrogant than ever. And the media puts him on. He goes on CNN, MSNBC, and they don't ask about sending money to Wuhan. They don't even ask it. We know it. It's true. Uh, he, he not only did he do it, he lied about it under oath. It's a good point. He's the ultimate swamp creature. He's just, just loathsome. And they continue to put him on and say, what can we do now to force people that get vaccinated? Well, you can't get on a plane. What? Can't get on a plane. Planes are one of the safest places you can be, by the way. I mentioned this months ago. A yeah. friend of mine, a doctor, said, don't worry about going on a plane. The ventilation is outstanding. There's no history or track record of people getting infected or getting trans, uh, transmitting the virus on planes. And planes are safe. You don't have to worry about the guy next to you might be unvaccinated. If you're still not sure how that works. You're vaccinated, but you can't, you know, that guy next to you, he's going to kill me if he doesn't get vaccinated. So the vaccination, you don't think really works, but you're insisting he get it anyway. 
Is that right? Yeah, the, there's no logical no, uh, reason. Every, every day I try to make sense no, of it. Every I, day I say you're either protected if you get the vaccine or you're not. You can't be. You can't have both sides. The vaccine is so important. You want it mandated. You want it required. You want people held down. So it down must be good for you. It must help so you. The vex vaccine is so awesome. Everyone has to get it. But if you don't get it, you're gonna threaten me, my life, my health, even though I have it. Yeah, you're vaccinated and it works so well. That you're afraid if I'm not vaccinated, I'm going to get you sick. Right. I, I think I think I have the. Yeah, I think you is have that, that isn't correct. that the. Yes. Yes. So damn it, you better get vaccinated because it doesn't really work. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got All it. Right. But don't get me golf on Fauci. We'll, well do that another and day. And I, I hate to transition too, but the uh, but this is one of the reasons why we went to locals. It's like you can't get a fair and balanced view. You can't get fair and balanced reporting if you're on Twitter and Facebook because they're just doing their damnedest to suppress those voices, voices of one side of things. So right. That's we create a, good a community point. on locals. You should come to locals, uh, join, uh, just search the Jerry Callahan Alex. show. And, um, and yeah, there's a lot of free content on there, uh, content on there too, but we're going to do an extra show on Fridays in case you didn't hear the announcement uh, for people who subscribe at $6 a month. Excellent. Locals.com. Search, yep. search me. Yeah. Search us. Jerry Callahan show. Um, Jerry Callahan will we'll come up. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that shake concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps. Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen, and when they're done, your house looks better, and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps at shayconcrete.com. And, by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shay Concrete. Well, get on shakeconcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at shakeconcrete.com. But uh, all right, before we do Norm McDonald, then we, we might as well do Nicki Minaj because it was great. The fight, she got in a fight with Joy Reid. She did. She questioned in her own charming way the uh, effectiveness of the vaccine because her cousin cousin's friend not her cousin her cousin's friend in trinidad took the vaccine and his testicles swelled swollen up swole up and his fiance left him that's her warning so be careful about the vaccine she didn't say don't take it just be careful that's still up i believe right i think it i i was that uh, taken down i i didn't scroll down alex berenson who again was very thorough and data driven he was banned for life from twitter for, for just expressing any vaccine hesitancy or uh, skepticism just trying to get the facts out there they banned him it's not acceptable to ask questions about the vaccine on twitter on facebook on instagram you just can't do it that's what what you were just referring to carano that it's uh been the case for for anyone i mean you can't it doesn't matter you know you could be you know, donald trump you could be president they will not allow it they ban him they ban alex merits and they ban others but Nicki minaj is fine i guess because she's I don't know what, she's a famous rapper and she's got 22 million followers and she sends that warning out, which is not exactly, you know, data-based. No. A lot of, she just says, my cousin's friend's nuts swole up, so you better be careful. That brought the ire of Joy Reid, uh, Tucker calls the race lady on MS MSNBC. Everyone's racist, everything's racist, everything's, you know, systematic racism. That's all she does. Uh, has very few viewers, but she always says something outrageous to get, you know, get the Twitter world going or get the publicity she's looking for. One thing about she systemic racism, if you're so afraid that racism is systemic, then why would you want to give more power to the system? Why would you want to grow the government if you're afraid that it's racist? That's a good question, but it's a little... Why give them more power? I mean, what solves it is give them less power. Well, they know it's not true. They, they know, know it's, it's like the least racist you know, country on the planet, the least racist time in this country. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to my man, Bill Maher, when... When Kevin, uh, Kevin, what's his name? The actor, uh, the little guy. Oh, uh, I don't know. 
Yes, you do. What's He's the little a... guy? Kevin Bacon, Kevin Smith, Kevin... Uh... Black, black guy. Uh... Oh, uh... Oh, come on, you got He's a comedian. Yes, he's a comedian. He's a... Uh, you can't tell me you don't know that. I mean, I can't... Well, you I don't can't... know it either. I mean, yeah, you're no, putting but it on... I'm old. <laughs> uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Kevin Hart said yeah, this yeah. is the worst time for uh, uh, to be black in American history or the worst time with you know, white supremacy is worse than ever and Bill Maher just took him apart. It's the worst than ever, you know? used to be Jim Crow laws used to be slavery, yeah. just the opposite. It's the best time ever. Um, and, but we don't have to go over that again right now. But Nicki Minaj, uh, Joy Reid goes after her, rips her for, you know, shame on you for uh, telling that story about your cousin's friend and, and, and creating more hesitancy in the black community. And then immediately Nicki Minaj tweets out a couple of Joy Reid tweets. Yeah. Joy Reid flat out says she will not trust the vaccine. Uh, there it is. Uh, yeah, so this is I mean so this is what she says. This is Trump, Trump time, right? I mean, will anyone, anyone at all ever fully trust the CDC again? And who on God's earth would trust a vaccine approved by the FDA? How do we get a vaccine distributed after this broken Trumpist nonsense has infected everything, even if Biden wins? So so that's that is as clear as you can get. That is vaccine vaccine hesitancy right, right there. Vaccine sure. skepticism. She says she can't trust the CDC. Or the FDA. Or the FDA. Or Trump. And won't trust a vaccine. And she is ripping Nicki Minaj for just telling a story about some poor kid in the Trinidad with swollen just saying, balls. Do some research. I couldn't retweet it, though, because this kind of went under the radar. Yeah, she does. Uh, she uses she, a... She, she, <laughs> do I have this right? This is Nicki Minaj. Yeah, it's Nicki Minaj. Directing it at Joy Reid. Yes. Uh, she and calls she, her homophobic, so we know that's the case. She also tweets uh, a story about Joy Reid's uh, blog post, homophobic blog post, which she blamed on a hacker. <laughs> and then later on, when confessed. <laughs> yeah. She, but, wait, she, no, she just apologized. I don't know that she actually confessed. Oh, she said it was a hack, and then she apologized. So, and, yeah. so she's, she's, a a hack. she's a homophobe. She's racist, obviously. Everything's. But Nicki Minaj calls her, do I have that right? Yeah. I a don't, lying homophobic. I don't think you can say that word. C word, but not that C word. I mean, a really vile, a racist, pretty racist slur. Word, yeah, to her 22 million followers, and it's still up. Yeah, it is up. <laughs> they got different rules for rappers than they do for you know Alex Berenson or or, or Donald Trump. Oh, that's true. Because that thing violates like every every rule. You know, there's vaccine hesitancy, there's racism. There's, it's it's crazy. I but. put it in our chat, but it does have this nice little like uh, this little nice little smiley face in there, so that makes it better. Yeah, right. Well, well. hopefully that feud continues. I, I'm sure if you're Joy Reid, you want it to continue. Because uh, Nicki Minaj has 22 million followers. and uh, well, She uh, only has 2 million. So she my, only has 2 million. She's complaining. I only have 2 million. You have 22 million. How dare you spread such skepticism, which is exactly what Joy Reid and, by the way, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris did a few months ago because that was a Trump vaccine. And now they're ready to put people in jail if they if they don't get the jab or it's don't madness. They don't believe in it one hundred percent. All right, enough of these 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 vile people. Let's get to an American hero, Norm Macdonald. Yeah, um, I don't think people fully appreciate Norm Macdonald because he's so he was so odd and and strange, and he wasn't a movie star. He didn't turn into you know Adam Sandler, Chris Rock when he left SNL. He was a stand-up comedian. He occasionally was in movies, and Adam Sandler would stick him in a movie. And he was a weirdo. If you followed him on Twitter, like I did for a while, I had to stop because he would. He was a big gambler. You know, he gambled a lot, and he'd, he'd talk about bets. But he would tweet about golf. All the time. And I'm not just saying he would tweet about golf <laughs> yes. and say, really, I like, you know, I, I, you know, I love uh, Jordan Spieth's chance in the major, in the Masters. He would tweet every shot. I mean, he'd literally tweet and say, Wow, Justin Rose just uh, got up and down from uh, the bunker on uh, four, and now uh, he's only three back. And and you'd go, oh my god! I mean, I, I love golf. You know, I love I love watching golf, talking golf. But it was incredible. This guy had a lot of followers and a lot of famous people and a lot of comedians. And that, to me, was the charm of the man. And I tweeted this out. He was in the studio one time on the radio. We had him in promoting an appearance, promoting one of his shows. And he was very nice. You're always afraid that these guys will let you down. You know, when you meet your heroes, you meet these suits, these stars, and you're always afraid they'll be kind of a dink off the air and then turn it on when you go on the air. You know, yeah. That's how some people are. And I was trying to think of I'll give you a quick example. Sure. Andy, Andy North, speaking of golf, 
on ESPN, not a big star, but you know, we had him on at a, we were at the golf tournament and he came on and he was such a dink and he's like looking down and you try to have a little conversation as the music's playing and you want to just, you know, be human. And he'd look up and he'd say, are we going to do this or what? <laughs> like, and he's just a total jerk and, and I, I, I can't stand him. Then there's other people uh, uh, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll think of more and tell you about it, but uh, Norm McDonald was very cool. Came in, shook hands, laughed, told jokes, had a good time. The reason he was such a genius and the reason he was universally loved, well, maybe not by O.J. Simpson or by Hillary Clinton, but people just, not just fans, but, you know, people in the business, other comedians, other actors just uh, adored him and really, really respected him because there was no, he was 100%, as far as I could tell, genuine. He was real. There was no act. I mean, he wasn't occasionally an actor and a performer, but he was the same way off the air as on. And I, again, it was a brief, it was not a brief time that I was with him. But the jokes he told then, the jokes he told off the air, are similar to the ones he told on Letterman or on SNL. It's just, he had a weird sense of humor. He told jokes and he didn't really care whether you laughed or got them. He told jokes that he thought were funny that his, probably his loyal fans, I mean, there, there were some times last night when I'm watching some of the, the the video from his appearance on SNL or Letterman and, and I'm and he's making a joke and nobody's laughing except him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, that, that is so, that is great because, you know, that, that, that is real, that is genuine. Nothing worse than a comedian that scolds the audience if they don't laugh at his jokes. I hate that more than anything. When they tell a joke and it's a bit, it's time to laugh, you know, that's that's a joke, or you know, you feel free to laugh, and you go make us laugh. It's your job. Yeah, do a better don't, job, yeah. Yeah, don't complain if the audience isn't howling in the aisles at your at your lame joke. Norm Macdonald didn't care. It didn't fluster him. He didn't get hung up on it. If he told a joke, he'd just move on to the next one. And some of the stuff he told was just hysterical. If you're twisted, and uh, I don't know what not what you have for for sound, but it's all good. You want to hear the Woodson? Uh, oh, the, this is the, the, okay. Well, uh, let me set it up. This this was my favorite one y yesterday. And again, I love watching the reaction to some people in the audience when he's live, when he's you know in front of a, a live audience. The reaction, and he, I think he was at the White House Correspondents' Dinner sometime, and the camera was on Hillary, and he was making jokes, and she hated it. But he's at the ESPYS, and this was when ESPN used to take some chances. They, they didn't, you know, they actually let a guy like Norm Macdonald appear which is the case in many it applies in many cases norm mcdonald could never be on snl today never he could i mean no. he's he's a thousand times better than colin jost and michael che but he wasn't a, a hardcore liberal i mean he could never like be a host on you know late night tv like colbert or kimmel i mean these are just hardcore left-wing uh, uh, uh uh, cancel culture mob people. I mean, he could do, he could be on with Bill Maher because he's an independent thinker and he's got balls, but he could never do what these people do late night, Seth Myers and the rest of those frauds. I just watched um, um, Colbert do a monologue and it was like three minutes on Millie and it was so awful and it was so unfunny and just, re he really sucks. So does Kimmel. And they suck even more after you watch the great Norm Macdonald. But this is him hosting the ESPYs, talking about Charles Woodson winning the, the Heisman and making lots of people in this audience of thousands really uncomfortable. And there's Charles Woodson. How about that? Oh, what a season he had. Great, man. He, he became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> and, and half the people in the audience are laughing. Others are, like, shaking their heads. Yes. Here's, here's what makes him such a legend. And I haven't really read all the obits today, but this belongs in the first paragraph. It really does. If I'm writing the obit, of, of uh, Norm Macdonald today, I say Norm Macdonald, the, you know, the quirky comedian who lost his job at NBC because he wouldn't stop making fun of O.J. Simpson, a man who murdered his ex-wife yeah. and, and an innocent waiter. That is the truth. And I read all about it uh, last night because I wanted to be reminded 
first of all, how great he was, but how ballsy he was. This guy had, and, and you know, guys on SNL, that's a dream. He was on, I think he was on five years. He was host of uh, Weekend Update for three years. He was the best ever at it because he took chances. He made fun. He, I mean, as I, I, I tweeted this out as a reminder to kids, you know, because I'm always talking about how much SNL sucks and how they have no balls and they don't go after. I mean, they've never, I believe they've never mocked Hunter Biden, which is amazing, amazing. But, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't, they hardly ever mocked Biden or, or you know, uh, Kamala Harris. I mean, when they tell these crazy lies, when Kamala Harris did the thing about freedom when she was a little girl and she just wanted freedom. And, you know, I think that was uh, Jimmy Fallon cracking up laughing. It's Jimmy Fallon. Guy was on SNL cracking up laughing when Kamala Harris, the VP, makes up a blatant lie about what she said as a child. They're all in it together. Norm MacDonald was never part of that, you know. No. If you're a comedian, you're supposed to, SNL should be poking fun at, pow, at right. power. Right. At power centers. Whatever challenging it is, left power. or right, doesn't matter. Just go after power. Challenging the establishment. And if it's funny, it doesn't matter. We'll We're, laugh. Right, which, which is what he did. Yeah. Uh, we can play his appearance on The View, which is just... Just no, so I got that. Yeah, you want to hear it? But but let me finish with yeah, the sure. Olmeyer. The Don Don Olmeyer was the executive NBC who hated uh, Norm Macdonald, and the reason he hated him was Don Olmeyer was a close friend of O.J. Simpson who killed two people. And you know, when you're a good friend, you don't let murder get in the way. You know, you don't let no. murder ruin a good friendship. So he didn't want the people on SNL to make fun of O.J. Simpson, and. Norm MacDonald didn't play along. Norm MacDonald continued to make fun of a double murderer until he was asked to leave. And then he had an epic return appearance. I think it was a year and a half after they fired him. He hosted. And you know what he did when he hosted? He said, this show sucks. He said, (laughs) literally, he said they got rid of me. This is amazing. He goes, I was a bit player for five years. They got rid of me because they said I wasn't funny, which isn't the reason, but that's the reason they gave and now they have me back as a host uh, to host his show. He goes, you know, I guess I'm funny again, huh? I mean, he just mocked them. He went places no one would ever go. He made people uncomfortable. And he uh, pissed off Don Omar so much that they got rid of him. Now, there's there, there's a hell of a reason to lose a job, isn't it? The hell, that's something to be very, very proud of. Yeah. Again, that would be my lead if I were writing the obit that he made fun of O.J. Simpson and it pissed off NBC. If he were on there today, he wouldn't be. He'd be fired. He'd be making fun of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and they would pull him aside and said, no, we don't do that around here. Those are our guys. And Norm MacDonald would go out and do it again the next week live, and they would finally say, you know, he's got to go. He's he's just not funny. So he went out guns blazing. He was He did political stuff, and I think he was, uh, you know, I think he leaned right maybe he was a libertarian like you, but he didn't hesitate to go after the Clintons or, uh, you know, other uh, powerful people. That was his thing. He took chances. He had balls. Um, but he goes on the view years ago. I don't know if you have a, a date on this, but it's, it's, uh, Barbara Walters was there. Um, Joy Behar was there and she was young and, you know, I don't remember when she was young, but that, uh, this was years ago. 2000. 20, 21 years ago with Joey Behar, and they, and he starts talking about how Clinton, Bill Clinton's a murderer, and it was it was brilliant because he just says it matter of fact and says, oh, I thought everyone knew that, and he gets to the point where Joy Behar gets out of her chair, comes over and tries to put her hand over his mouth because they don't want him making fun of their guy, and you know, uh, I mean, he doesn't. I don't think he really believed, you know, Clinton was murdering people, but he just wanted to make everyone uncomfortable. That's how he, you know, entertained himself, to make everyone around him uncomfortable. <laughs> but this is so good. You have to see it. You have to hear it. Let's listen to, uh, to Norm MacDonald on with the View Girls. I, don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a, a, a fresh start because we don't want any more murderers. I no, think we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed, <laughs> no, to, you're not no, allowed to put out no, no, accusations without... That's a little Charlie. too far. That's the way it does let's work. Just, let's just go on to the next question. <laughs> <part. laughs> yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, it's not mine either, and I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Be a good boy. Now, Norm... Do you never hear that? 
No. Listen, no, we don't need I to don't talk about that. I don't want to get into this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Oh. Let's get on with it. Exactly. <laughs> But you have been properly chastised by Barbara, so I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no, up! Uh, no. Shut up! Okay. Let me do this, okay? And that's when she goes over and... That she goes over and literally puts her hand over his mouth. It was just brilliant. It would just make them so uncomfortable on the view just by pretending that their guy, that you know, their friend Bill Clinton was in murder. He killed a guy. They go like, what? He killed a guy. I think, you know, sometimes he was tell a joke, the moth joke, which we can't do now because it takes like 10 minutes. Right. If you haven't seen it, I tweeted it. It's out there. The moth joke. Somebody called it the greatest joke in like late night comedy history. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But it's the funny part is the way he tells it. You know, it's so long and involved. And Conan O'Brien's like, you know, we got to attend, you know, the show ends, pal. We got to get to it. And he finally gets the punchline. It's great. It's funny and it's weird. And my, the highest praise I can give is, who, who does he remind you of? Oh, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of The answer is nobody. That's the answer. I can't think of anybody. You'd say, yeah, he's kind of like Norm MacDonald. There's just nobody like Norm MacDonald. There never has been. There never will. Does, you know, he's originally, uh, I mean, he, I wouldn't say he's the greatest character ever on SNL. I'd put, say, Chris Farley was the greatest character in SNL. He obviously didn't have a, a great career, you know, in the movies but he, he did things no one else did. You know, he took on the powerful. He, he, he did it in a weird kind of way, unusual, unique way. He made everybody laugh. He didn't apologize. He was a degenerate gambler. He was a big golf fan. <laughs> he was a strange guy. And in the end, and people kind of picked up on this late last night, he had cancer, fought cancer for nine years, and nobody knew it. Nobody knew it, which, no. I mean, I'm sure the people closest to him might have known and, and you know, maybe uh, obviously his family knew. But in this day and age, when people are live tweeting, you know, their bowel movements, you had a guy, famous guy, obviously, I'm going to guess, went through chemo, radiation over and over again, went through many treatments, you know, uh, uh, suffered greatly uh, and, and, and passed away at the age of 61 of can and nobody knew. Nobody. It's remarkable that that there was no report of this, the news of this leaking out that he never mentioned it to anybody. I mean, he was a guy that just said what was on his mind, and it never was about cancer. It was never a look at me. I'm a heroic. Look at look at all I'm going through. Look look at the the struggle. It's real. I mean, you just never heard that from him, and that to me is a very. Uh, admirable and unique quality. I don't know if, uh, if, if you saw this, but I definitely watched in 2018, Norm Macdonald did a, a 10 episode show. It was called Norm Macdonald has a show on Netflix. Still there. I highly recommend oh, it. Oh, good. It's a, he's got guests on and it's, uh, he's, I did think funny. I saw it once or twice. And I do think the know, judge his, Judy episode was very good. Stand up is, is good. It's weird and, and odd. And yeah. it, it, you know, if you used to say, if you wrote a column, and you get two chuckles, like two guffaws, two laughs of a column. That's a good column. If you could write a column. I mean, if he does stand up and he's up there for whatever, half an hour, you will certainly get a couple of chuckles. There'll be moments where you roll your eyes and say, what the hell is that about? And he would do things just to entertain himself, but he will make you laugh. And you will get the sense that you're just, you know, hanging with the guy. You know, you're just hanging with this this oddball. You didn't feel like, you know, it was, it was scripted. Of course it's scripted, but you never felt... Like it was like a performance. It was just a guy, you know, talking, speaking off the cuff, off the top of his head and making you laugh hysterically. Um, I, I love the tributes to him. I'm going to keep reading today. I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay down that rabbit hole and uh, keep watching video. Maybe I'll watch that show. What's it called again? Norm uh, Norm has, has a show. show. Yeah, has a show. On Netflix. And his imitation of Burt Reynolds was the best yeah. character <laughs> uh, he did on SNL. Uh, it, it was it was brilliant. I'm pretty sure I told him that when we... Uh, Adam in studio. I don't remember all the things we talked about. I'm sure it was golf because he loved golf and we love golf. So we probably bored the audience with some golf talk, but his character is Burt Reynolds. And when they do the, whatever the jeopardy, like they do every week, the fake game show, he was Burt Reynolds and he was great. Just a dumb, wacky, crazy Burt Reynolds. He did Bob Dole. He did a few characters. He was supremely talented as, uh, uh, as everyone knows, but, uh, 
unique and funny and he will be missed and uh, there won't be anyone filling those shoes. And now I'll look at Colin Jost and Michael Che even with even more. You still watch that show? Uh, yes, I do. I hate what? watch. You know, I've gone you over You hate this. watch that show? Okay, I know I know you don't listen to everything I say, but I've talked about well, this a thousand times. Yeah. I hate watch. I, I, I miss it. I remember when it was great. Occasionally, there'll be something mildly funny. Um, and, you know, I talk about it on Mondays. I tweet about it. So, yes, I watch that show. All right. Yeah. I generally record it, but uh, it and it generally sucks, and it has no balls. The weight, I mean, again, Norm MacDonald shows you what it used to be. It shows you it used to be the people that took the challenge to, you know, the powerful took on the establishment. Now it is the establishment, just like all the late-night comedians. Norm MacDonald didn't play that game to the point where they fired him for it, which is a great way to go and a great uh, opening line to his obit. But uh, we will leave it. Oh, we got to do this. Damn, I got to do the Biden lie. It's not worth um, too much time. But Joe Biden was in Idaho. This is, again, you know, the guy is just a compulsive liar. And... He, He's different than most politicians in that he tells lies that, that do nothing. They don't advance. You know, they don't. No, there's no political reason for it. He's just trying to create a connection with the audience. Uh, just trying to, right, to placate it, the audience, ingratiate himself to the audience. Yeah. And, but this is a great example of what, what he does and how just... How you can't believe a word he says because he'll lie about anything. I mean, of course he'd lie about big things, war and whatever, uh, you know, $3.5 trillion spending bills. But this is a meaningless thing. He was in Idaho on his way back for from campaigning for Gavin Newsom. And I guess that worked because Gavin Newsom is uh, free to, he's going to stay in office and continue to destroy our biggest state. But he stops in Idaho at a... Um, uh, it was a lumber company? Lumber company called Boise Cascade. Yeah. And he's just talking about... Um, you know, himself in the lumber business. And he's talking about uh, Frank Church, former um, Democrat senator from out there. He says, I used to tell Frank Church this. I got a my first job offer where I wanted my wife, deceased wife, and I wanted to move to Idaho because we, not a joke, it's such a beautiful place. And I interviewed for a job at Boise Cascade. And in the meantime, there was a war going on anyway, but the whole point was I used to always kid Frank. He said he had a job interview and he wanted to move to Idaho. Well, Boise Cascade spokesperson Lisa Tachampi told the New York Post, we have no record of President Biden's application or of of him having worked for the company. (laughs) We checked our system (laughs) internally and nothing has turned up. Of course, nothing turned up. He just made it up, just makes up that we wanted to move to Idaho and I interviewed for a job here at this lumber company. It's like, I mean, if that's a child, if that's a 12-year-old boy, his mother pulls him aside and said, you know, it's, you shouldn't lie, Johnny. You shouldn't lie, Joey. You know, that's people won't believe you. It doesn't really, you don't want to be known as a liar. Why are you lying? It doesn't help you. And you know the owner of the company was there. What was this guy You're thinking? at the company. It's not like <laughs> the the I interviewed like, for some lumber I, company. I, I interviewed at this that. lumber company. And immediately people ask, did that really happen? I mean, and this is Idaho. Obviously, if it's, you know, New York or D.C., full, they go into full cover-up mode. Sure. No, no, don't check. Don't ask. Just, just believe him. You know, when he says, what was the other lie he told about what he used to do? It used to work somewhere. And it was like, well, no, you didn't. You were, you've been a hack politician. He was elected to the Senate when Just he was a few 29. Years out of yeah, right. He's been, you know, he hasn't had a job, real job his whole life. He's been in the swamp for 50 years. Everybody knows that. He didn't have a real job. He didn't work in the private sector. He didn't earn anything in his entire life, create anything. So he wants you to believe it. Yeah, I interviewed at this company in Idaho. When he was a young guy with his deceased wife, they wanted to move somewhere, which I think that'd be kind of weird, moving with your deceased wife to... Well, you don't want to do that. You no, want to, no, you maybe just, when she's still, still around. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, but, don't want to resurrect just, her. Just totally makes it up, and people go, oh, that's amazing. Let's check it. They check it. It's a lie, and we move on. Nobody cares. It's yeah, just the, amazing. the lie was driving an 18-wheeler truck. Oh, that's right. He, <laughs> drove, he drove an 18-wheeler and immediately they Thanks, checked. Meredith. He never had his commercial driver's license. It didn't actually happen. 
And I guess it's better than lying about the big things. But when, how can you believe him on anything? You can't. Totally made up. Yep. But all right, we'll leave it there. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and commenting and uh, signing up at Locals.com. How are we doing? Very well. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. Uh, people are posting content, which is great. I encourage you all to do that um, and create some conversation there. It doesn't have to just be from us. It's a, it's a safe place for everybody, I guess. But, uh, yeah, the numbers look really great. And um, I did some testing yesterday to make sure it would work when we go on, when we do the show on Friday. And I think everything is working fine. Excellent. Uh, we'll uh, be following uh, the, the General Millie saga. See how uh, this slime ball uh, uh, responds today to all the accusations, to the story. It's going to be tough. But, you know, he's just arrogant enough to get out there, think he can make it go away and try to handle it, and it will get worse. Uh, I know I'll be following with interest. We got a, uh, tomorrow we get, uh, I think we got a pretty good guest tomorrow, and then we got a show Friday. Yep. On Locals. Go to Locals.com. On Locals, just for uh, our subscribers on Locals. So if you want to uh, listen, watch, hear Friday's show, you got to sign up. And uh, you can do that at Locals.com. Just search my name. Search the name of the show. But All right. We'll leave it there. I appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show with Matt Carano. And we will talk to you tomorrow.